0: welcome everybody to another weekly uh unleashcast weekly twitter space uh a very happy international women's day to my uh, co-host for one week only or maybe i can coax her back let's see how it goes annabelle price social media manager and general all-round great person at unleash how are you doing
1: oh thank you john that was a very kind introduction happy international women's day everybody i'm good thank you i'm You've just caught me before I head off on annual leave, so I'm in holiday mode slightly, even though it's pouring it down with snow outside. But um, yeah, I'm good. How are you, John?
0: Yeah, very well. We um, don't live too far away from each other in the grand scheme of uh, the UK, so we're probably getting similar weather. And yes, it is um, snowy. Is that good? Is that um, for where you're going on holiday? Is that useful, or are you going somewhere further afield?
1: It's not particularly useful. I'm hoping we won't get caught in it. We're um, getting on a plane and heading to the south of Spain for a couple of days.
0: So, very nice uh, indeed.
1: Yeah. In, I'm very lucky and I'm, I'm excited to get away from it, if I'm honest.
0: Yeah, um, it was a bit of a shock this morning, although my, my daughters loved it and had a snowball fight and made a snowman before school. Anyway, um, we're here to talk about, finally, we're, we're going to come on to unleash America. Um, but first, we are going to talk about a couple of pieces that we published uh, this week, uh, and one from around the web and they are going to be focused on International Women's Day, Well, the first one is, at least. Um, and this was a piece from uh, senior journalist Ali Navrat, my regular co-host. Um, How has your International Women's Day gone so far, Annabelle? Do you think um, this year, compared with others, do you think uh, we're, we're going to get into the piece in a sec, obviously, but do you think we've made progress? Obviously, there's more to do. Do you feel positive about um the kind of the the state of play for women in business how are you feeling
1: i do feel positive i'm naturally a very positive person and i think that um we're always making progress at unleash um so that does help with my overall view of things i think um there's a lot of discourse online around calling out companies that aren't doing the best they can be and a little bit of um I guess t- tokenising the day. Um, so it's nice to see a lot of companies being sort of called out on um, talking about these things when they actually um, don't have don't have very good um, gender equality within their own workplace, which has been good to see. But I also think that it's important to note that we should be discussing DEI issues regularly, not just on these extra special days. But I think um, our team, especially Ali, gets a shout out for covering equity issues over at Unleash AI all of the time and sharing new data and viewpoints really regularly. So we're very lucky to have a lot of women at Unleash getting behind the cause all the time.
0: Yeah, um, on all fronts there, yeah. I mean, it, it is great, as you say, to be able to gather these ideas up and highlight them on days like this, but it is an ongoing thing. And, you know, I feel the same way about Uh, You know, other other Black History Month, for example, or National Apprenticeship Week. These are all kind of initiatives which um, deserve to be talked about all the time. But as it is, it's the 8th of March, it's International Women's Day, and we're going to lead off with uh, Ali's piece entitled Solving HR's Biggest Problems, This International Women's Day. And it's a very extensive analysis of kind of where things are at. She talks to a lot of people from consultants to practitioners to vendors. I pulled out a couple of quotes the first thing I found interesting was she she's tempered it really well in kind of talking about what's gone well and then what's you know w- where things can be improved. Now this is research from um a company called Chief and also Bloomberg um as well as uh, sorry IBM and and uh, Chief and uh, they combi- they've collaborated on a will- women in leadership report. The first quote I thought was quite interesting was that she found that, well, the research found that there were gains around gender representation at the bottom and the very top of the talent pipeline. But the place where there had the most progress needed to be made was kind of at middle management level. And I think defined as senior vice presidents and vice presidents um, yet to reach pre-pandemic levels. I certainly find this is very anecdotal, but being having been in kind of L&D and HR for a while, it seems to me like there's quite a good representation at a lower level and then maybe not so much as you go up even though I think from this data it says that at the very top kind of CEO level I guess that representation is getting better. Annabelle is that something that you've seen as well or do you disagree?
1: Yeah I think there's been a rise in people starting businesses and women especially starting businesses so the sort of creator founder situation is rising but then where do people drop out of the workforce and if they're not starting businesses and they want to rise into sort of middle management positions why are they dropping out of the workforce and how can employers fix that i think it was also interesting that it mentioned that there's a big disparity Um, it's it's the same employment gap between men and women has been it's been the largest since 2000 I guess my question is why is that happening and how can we increase employment of underrepresented groups within the workplace
0: yeah I mean a a, a great question one for which I don't have the answer but um, I guess the first step on these things is always going to be externalizing it, recognizing it and communicating all the time about it and making sure that, as we've said a couple of times already, that these don't just become confined to kind of tokenistic days, but um, a part of an ongoing conversation. Um, Another quote from Ali's piece, uh, which I I really like, this is where we do kind of get to um, a few solutions, perhaps, or, or things that we can do. Career coach Jenny Garrett OBE agrees um, saying role modeling inclusive behavior is essential. It is less about what is said, more about what is embodied. Um, if the C-suite's not doing enough, other employees may use that as an excuse to not change their own behaviors. So C-suite leaders are directly responsible for culture change stalling. Um, <clears throat> something we've heard quite often, I think, and just to round up this piece, the, the things I've taken away from it, definitely building on the uh, The the gains made in previous years, but matching talk with action, pushing forward with your plans, getting commitment from the very top. Um, I'm wondering if that's easier now that there are more women in CEO positions. But like you said, it could be women dropping out of the workforce and starting their own businesses to kind of – and that's where we see the increase in CEOs maybe. But just reinforcing it in everything that you do, it's not just an HR problem, you know. Um, It's it's everyone's issue to kind of uh, recognize and do something about, I think – um and
1: absolutely yeah yeah absolutely i think um there there might be i think this is where business leaders fall down the most turning awareness into action and that's covered really well in the piece and, and highlighted i think establishing accountability is a good way to start and perhaps leaders are scared of doing the wrong thing or saying the wrong thing but making a start is the most important thing there
0: yeah definitely Yeah, start small, uh, but start, I think, is the most uh, important thing there. Um, Okay, so moving on to our next piece, this is about workplace culture. Um, A listicle published recently, the four perks employees actually want from a workplace culture. This was um, written by Daniel Strode, who's Group Director of Culture and Strategy at Santander. It's quite funny that when you think of perks, I think certainly from a nineties or noughties perspective, you think of perks and and he references it in the piece actually as foosball tables, et cetera, very materialistic things. But coming from someone who's a head of culture, um, it's unsurprising to note that the things that he talks about in terms of proper perks that people actually want are around opportunities and purpose and things like that. So yeah, the first one is about sense of purpose in work and, um, patagonia is a is a business that is mentioned a lot when it comes to purpose meaning uh you know a, a a real thinking about their standing in the world and how they can change things and it also talks about gen z so um Gen Z so as someone who is part of that demographic annabelle do you do you agree with this i'm Gen X obviously, but uh, what's your perspective on this
1: yeah, just about part of gen z I think i'm on the cusp slightly. Um, I think for me, the sense of meaning and purpose will keep me engaged in my role. I think that's probably the one that resonated with me the most from this piece, more than uh, pizza on a Friday or beanbags in the office. Although I'll never turn down some pizza. Um, Gen Z and millennials, I think they want a job that they're proud to have. I speculate that the rising influencer culture might have its role to play. Um, We want jobs that we can be proud of and talk about online in industries we're happy to build a personal brand within i think that's a big one for me i don't want to work in an industry that i can't talk with my friends around the dinner table about um i want to be proud of the role that i'm in and i want to feel like i'm making a difference in a world that's potentially you know bogged down with climate change issues and um and war etc so i think that's the one that stands out to me most and probably to people in my um in my my sort of age bracket but I wonder which one stands out to you the most
0: Mm, interesting um I mean with the generational thing is it's a probably bigger question for another time but um they all those things are important to me I think at the the place I'm at at the moment I think probably great senior leadership because so much of how a culture kind of Uh, is articulated throughout a company and embodied starts from the top. And so I think we'll come on to that point in a minute, but um, they referenced Sachin Adela at Microsoft, well, I'll do it now, um, who who talks about turning Microsoft from a know-it-all company to a learn-it-all company, which I think is really really great that you see leaders now going from thinking they need to know all the answers, not even that they know all the answers, but thinking that they need to know all the answers, um, to not that at all. To, to basically prioritizing curiosity and, and honesty and saying, look, I don't know everything about what we need to do or, or how we need to do it, but I'm going to find out. And I think that's more important. That's, you know, incredibly encouraging, really. Um, on the And the other point is, you know, coming from a learning background as well, I'd say professional development is really important um, and companies that um, make that a, a big priority for them Workforce I think is is important too Annabel, what do you think?
1: yeah, I think the reskilling and upskilling um piece is really big here. I also think that going back to sort of leadership making the effort to um make it clear that they don't know everything and that they're they're also learning on the job like everybody else and and looking to increase their skills all the time is a really refreshing way to see leadership um as someone who has. A really good uh, manager at the moment who's definitely like championing that sort of behavior. It's really uh, refreshing to see that.
0: Good, good. Glad to hear it. Um, yes, I, I think uh, we've got another piece to talk about before we move on to Unleash America. Was there anything else that you wanted to flag up in the piece from Daniel Strode at all?
1: No, I think that's it from me, um, but I'd recommend everyone go and give it a read. It's definitely um, one that you'd want to share with the rest of your team as well.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, four perks. Employees actually want from a workplace culture, um, published recently on Unleash.ai. So um, we look around the web, I found a quite interesting piece from TechCrunch. Um, now, this entitled uh, HR Signal, this is the name of the company, uh, helps companies figure out who is most likely to quit and why. So yeah, we're in the realm of algorithms here. Um and obviously AI chatbots automation, they've been hot for a while, but particularly so since November, December, for because of a certain chatbot we we you know, we talk about it a lot. Uh, this isn't quite the same, but it just feels of a of a, a similar family, I think, which is the, the kind of the idea of prediction. And um this is a company called HR Signal, and they have Inve- they've invented a way, essentially, of working out who is going to quit next in uh, your company. The Co-founder from the piece, co-founder, Saggy Cohen, came up with the idea for HR Signal while working as a senior data scientist for a computer vision startup. Data scientists and computer vision AI specialists are in short supply. And Cohen was approached by recruiters even though he was happy at his job. So that was the thing that kind of made him think, hmm, This isn't working. Um, So it prompted him to build an algorithm to help recruiters contact only people who are at a point in their careers where they're likely to leave. The interesting thing for me is that, as you read the piece, that they use no no internal data, only external data, so publicly available data sets. That makes me think that we behave, we all behave in quite a similar way, because this isn't data that's specific to these companies. I find that very interesting, Um, Annabelle, I don't know if you had a chance to have a read, um, but the idea that you can predict who's who's next going to leave, I think that's kind of interesting, but also feels a little bit intrusive. Are we having people reading our team's messages maybe? What do you think?
1: It is interesting. And I think there is a problem with staff turnover within most organisations right now. So if there is a way to help leaders to see when and why people might want to quit, then that could be huge. But in the right hands, I feel like if you truly care about keeping upskilling and paying your staff right, then this could be really good. But I'd be intrigued to know if tech is the only thing that can help a failing company in this respect or whether it would need to be alongside other approaches too, um, such as the sort of employee engagement piece that we were talking about earlier
0: yeah true indeed they also mention further on in this piece actually about stay interviews so that's another way as well is actually openly asking people it's like well how how are you doing in your job you know this is essentially maybe just a longer version of an appraisal um kind of re recast recategorized but um just saying you know what's your honest opinion about all this sort of thing i still can't get the kind of the idea of the Voigtkampf um test from Blade Runner, (laughs) where, you you know, you're looking at people's being dilated and that sort of thing. But I'm going overboard a little bit, I think. Um, Okay, so we're going to move on to Unleash America. This week, we're talking about the HR transformation stage. Uh, Unleash America, of course, coming up 26th, 27th of April at Caesars Forum. Uh, We're all very excited. There's so much going on. Uh, There really is. Change management, HR transformation. It seems like there's not a point where We aren't going through some sort of change, but um, I just, yeah, there's four or five talks that we're going to kind of just go through now. But as we said before, that talks are getting added to uh, the bill, the schedule, the agenda all the time. But first off on day one, increase business value by transforming HR with purpose. Uh, Naveen Bateja from uh, metadata solutions this is a case study about how they did it how they transformed people-focused initiatives and strengthened the company and its mission it's a lot to pack into 30 minutes if you read the if you read the synopsis of the talk um you know everything gets covered the right HR strategy people strategy talent acquisition diversity and inclusion people analytics data uh, tech everything but you know that's how we do it 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 really does uh, it's going to hit all the right beats and I'm uh, if I I mean I say this about every talk and it's clearly not going to be possible but this is one that I do want to go to what do you think Annabelle
1: yeah absolutely same here I think it just about covers everything if you don't want to miss uh, if you want to you know try and get around everything in the day then this is a good one to head to at the HR transformation stage is it Sort of covers so much. I'm interested to see how metadata solutions have overcome some of these challenges, as they're so common at the moment that we're hearing about them all the time. Um, and I think it'll be a popular one.
0: It will. Yeah, this was um, one that uh, Kate um, flagged up on our webinar yesterday as well. Um, in in the kind of the one of the Road to Vegas Sunday's webinars. So um, clearly, it's on a lot of people's. Um, the, at the tip of uh, a lot of people's brains, as it were. Now, the next one is on day one as well, 1135 to 1205. This is with Anne-Marie Kalsbake, listed here as Visa, but she's actually just moved to SP Global. She's talking about payroll tech. Well, she's t- the, talk, the title of the talk is Knowing Your Numbers, How to Build a Foundation for an Exceptional HR Transformation. Um, she deals with payroll. She's obviously going to be very, very focused on the numbers. Um, do have a read of my interview with her on the Unleash America Content Hub. We talk about automation, bots, smarter tech, all that kind of thing. An interesting question from her, uh, actually, should HR take a pay transparent approach? And if so, how will that impact talent strategy? It's a big question. I'm wondering, would you be rewarded for your honesty, honesty, sorry, or would it put people off? I'm gonna try and get to this one because I interviewed Anne-Marie in the lead up and it's just gonna be nice to kind of meet her face to face, I think. Moving on to the next one, embracing the moving target. So, this is with, I'm having a stab at her first name, and I'm so sorry if I mispronounce it, but maybe Alicia um, Azevedo, Chief People Officer from Advent Health. Another case study, this one, but one of the uh, largest nonprofit health systems in the US with over 83,000 employees. Embracing the moving target, co creating people strategies that elevate your workforce. Faced with critical talent shortages, Advent Health engaged employees to re- reimagine the team member experience. This one's fascinating because it's the idea of co-creation and involving the employee, which I think many, many more businesses should do than actually do. Um, well, what did you make of this one?
1: Yeah, I mean engagement is forever the forefront at HR events, but I'm interested to see how the team at Advent Han- Health. Approach this as an organisation spread over so many sites. And I think it will be one that resonates with some of the big companies that we've got heading to unleash this year.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, so currently, only one more talk to talk about. But um, uh, where are we silo busting HR? I think so. This is uh, with Penny Whitaker, head of HR Tech at Mass Mutual. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is so critical as we work remotely more and more. I think Um, she's going to demonstrate how to break down longstanding silos as well as driving accountability. And I think um, we're a distributed first uh, business. We know all about working in silos. So we try in as many different ways as possible to uh, collaborate. So certainly one to resonate with, not least the people at Unleash, I think.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I feel like especially with new working ways like flexibilities, remote um, versus in the office I'm excited to hear how this can be improved on um, also Penny has 20 years of experience so I'm sure she'll make uh, it'll make her star of the day um, yeah I'm really excited to hear her talk more
0: definitely so that's it for the moment um, there's that code again we can't go without uh, telling you about a discount code POD10 P-O-D-10 uh, go to checkout you get 10% off your ticket price that's all for today annabelle how are you going to be spending the rest of uh, international women's day 2023
1: i'm going to be packing for my holiday making use of uh, our unlimited holiday scheme at unleash um so i feel like that's pretty good that's a pretty good perk of the job um and uh yeah that's what i'll be doing today this afternoon
0: very nice well have a great holiday thanks for jumping in ali is uh over in utah at another conference very exciting for her and i think it's going very well indeed she might well be back as business as usual next week but um if you ever want to jump in again or or join any of our chats really do let me know but thanks so much for your time we will see everybody next week bye for now
1: bye thanks john bye everybody